vacation. Hello, welcome to Crosspoint. Check, hot mic. Uh, we went on vacation, and uh, day one of vacation, I stood up off the couch, and my back decided it was time to explode on vacation. So I was grandpa on the beach uh, in Fort Morgan Beach. It was great, actually great trip. There were very few people there. Not that I don't want to be around humans, but right now, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, so I literally, I was like the sea monster coming out of the ocean, and I'm not sure what I was going into the ocean, but it was like this, literal speed getting in the ocean, a turtle uh, to some sort of, uh, you know, I don't, never mind. On migration, I'm not sure. And then I would come out of the ocean, and I would be the letter C on the way out. And Anyway, it was great. It was great fun. I'll never forget it. Um, excellent stuff. I'm glad to see uh, people. I'm glad to see people. I, I've said this before, like, uh, we need each other. We need to be around each other. We need contact with each other. Uh, and it's hard to be isolated and shouldn't be isolated. So glad you're here at Crosspoint. Uh, welcome in. And uh, let's, let's do this, Phil. Uh, these are all, I'm going to say this, these are all recap songs of this series. So it's pretty cool. Except they're all 6-8 time. Uh, almost all. Except off. for one. Yeah. <laughs> so good times. Way to go. Yeah, it was Paul, Paul's idea. He's, he said, hey, can we uh, just kind of do all the, the key songs from the worship series that we've been doing uh, the last month in, in, in one Sunday? I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So what we're going to do basically is, is sing every song that we've sung uh, through the series, the key song from every, uh, every week. So um, it's going to be a little different because of that. Most of the songs are slow, quieter songs, um, but I, I think it's, it's nice to change things up every so often. So uh, go ahead and stand, stand up with me. Let's, uh, let's worship him together.
just one thing, and that's to know you, oh Jesus, and make you known. All of life comes down to just one thing, and that's to know you, oh Jesus, and make you
shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you earn it. We couldn't deserve it. He just does it anyways. He loves us. Uh, go ahead and have a seat. We're going to sing one more song uh, together before we move on.
One thing I've learned about this uh, throughout this series um, has been that uh, worship uh, obviously needs to be about giving him praise and, and making him known, telling, telling God the things we know about him. But I think worship also reminds us of, of what, what God says about us as well. We, we find ourselves in worship as well. Nice shirt, Phil. You have a nice shirt, buddy. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, did, we didn't plan this at all. No. Seriously, we didn't plan this. Uh, Down the shorts and everything. Why? Yeah, man. This is awesome. Twinkies. So cute. All right. Uh, shirts are in, if you haven't guessed. Uh, everybody that ordered one in advance should have it or uh, should be on track to get it. If you did not order one in advance and you still want one, we ordered plenty of extras. So they are $10 each. Uh, you can either throw an extra $10 into Tithely, write an extra $10 check, uh, our offering box back there by the Lamp of Deliverance. You can put uh, $10 uh, per shirt in there and just grab the size that you need. It's on your honor and you're in church, so just remember that. Uh, the, or the shirt says, choose second on the back, and the inspiration for that uh, came from one of the sermons that Paul did during the quarantine <clears throat> on the super awesome Take Up Your Cross series. In my opinion, it's one of the best series that he has done. Um, also, the one you did in January on kind of the foundations of our church was awesome. Um, so, choose second, and that comes from Mark 8, 35, which is, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. So, that is what that is based off of. All right, so... The weather has cooperated somewhat today. It's not, you know, sweltering hot outside yet. So for, for this Sunday, uh, we are going to have an opportunity for the kids to go outside with Chelsea. So if you normally have any kiddos in the kids' area, uh, Chelsea's over there by the doors. She's also the one who organized the shirts, by the way. Did it pretty much all by herself. <laughs> Put all that together. Um, so uh, you can, as soon as I'm done talking and I step off the stage, you can send your kids with uh, Chelsea to go outside if you would like. Uh, we are having the gathering, which is uh, kind of our church collective small group, Wednesday nights, 6.30, the gathering. Uh, also, if you have not downloaded the band thread and if you need help 
I can show you what that is, where that is. If you have any prayer requests, uh, whatever's going on in your life, you need help with something, whatever, that's where uh, our social media platform where we can pray for each other and support each other. Uh, and then we kind of, uh, we have a, had a school supplies uh, drive. It came up kind of quick, but uh, if you did bring any school supplies for that drive, you can put them on the bar where the donuts usually are over there. So if you did bring anything, you can put them over there on the bar. Uh, that is all I have for announcements. So remember, kiddos, if you want to send them with Chelsea, go on ahead. And Paul, you are up. Give me just a few seconds to get set up. I'm high maintenance, so it's going to take this. Uh, is my mic on? I feel like I'm on. I flip. But, ooh, hey, I'm starting to hear stuff. How's everybody doing today? Uh, I missed you guys last Sunday. We were on vacation with the altar mats, with Grandpa Altermat over there. Uh, we helped cart him around and give him pre-chewed foods and all other sorts of things to... <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, that actually did not happen. I don't think he would have allowed it to happen. But I will tell you that I am so glad to be back here with you this morning. I hope that you are glad to be here as well. If you're joining us online, thank you for doing so. We are super pumped. So for the last five weeks, we've looked at different worship songs that mean a lot to a few of our band members, five, five of our band members to be exact. And we've looked at... Um, kind of worship through the, the eyes of those songs, so to speak, and what those songs say about worship. And we discovered um, why it is that God is worthy of our worship. Well, today we're going to look specifically at Scripture to see what Scripture tells us about worship. And I'm excited about this series because next week we are going to have an all-worship Sunday, and we're going to get to practice what we've talked about for the last six weeks. Next Sunday, our song, our, our song, song Lula, stop. Next Sunday, our service, that's the word I lo was looking for, uh, is going to consist of music and prayer. Uh, we're probably not going to do group prayer because of the whole COVID thing. And when I say that, I mean like we're not going to partner you up with a bunch of other people to pray, uh, but we will pray collectively at times. Um, but just come to that, okay, because I think that it will be extremely important and vital. I think it will be refreshing for you. Um, it's one of those things we have... Um, said that we were going to do this year after every sermon series, we're going to have an all-worship Sunday, and it's one of those things that we're still kind of learning how we want to do it and how we, what we want it to look like, but um, anytime we get to come and we get to worship God and we get to pray uh, to God, um, it's a great Sunday. So be here for that, um, and, and let's go ahead and dive into the Word today. So first thing I want us to know about what Scripture tells us about worship is this, that we worship to remove the barrier between us and God. And I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that, because ultimately Jesus did that, right? Jesus did that on the cross. He died, his sacrifice, his blood allowed us to, to remove the barrier that was between us and Jesus, or between us and God. Jesus did that. So worship is kind of a representation of us getting to do that every single Sunday. And I get this from John 4.24 that says, God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. Now, this is a beautiful declaration that God is spirit. Why? Well, because it tells us that God is not confined by his physical space. What I mean by that is we don't have to wait till we get to heaven to be with God. Every Sunday when we come and we worship, we get to be with God. 
Every time that you take the time out of your day to pray and to worship God, you get to be with God. That barrier has been removed. Worship does that for us. It tells us that God is limitless. It tells us that physical balance means nothing and, and that God is able to meet with us during worship. And it's not just that he's able to meet with us during worship. God wants to meet with us during worship. He's willing. He is willing to meet with us during worship. He wants to meet with you. It's one of those things that we don't understand. We can't quite comprehend because God is so big and God is so powerful and God is just so amazing that we can't compute the fact that he wants individual time with us. But worship is our time to get that with God. Worship is our time to, to, to have one-on-one -on -one time with God and thank him for everything that he has done. Now, there's kind of two conditions. In order for this to take place, we have to worship in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. And when this verse, it says God is spirit, it uses big ass spirit. It's talking about one of the prongs. I'm going to say, call it a prong. One of the prongs of the Trinity, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It's telling us that God the Spirit is very real, and, and that through that spirit, we can connect with God the Father. And, and so when it tells us that we are to worship in spirit, it's meaning that we are supposed to worship in that spirit. Now, we're Baptists. Most of us are Baptists. Some of us were raised different ways. But us Baptist folk, we're kind of scared of the spirit. Let's just be honest. We, we, we don't want to, like, call on the spirit too much because then we might feel a little too much. Right? Then, then worship might get emotional. When the emotions start to come in, then we want to stop it. God, you know, spirit fill this place. Oh, I'm starting to feel something. Maybe I'll just back off. Right? Like, everybody's been there. We've done that. Things start to get a little emotional. We start to feel a little bit. We're like wondering. Some Baptists, we get confused. Right? I went to an AG school for college, and they know exactly what's happening. Baptists, we start to feel the spirit, and we start to think that we're getting sick or something. Maybe, maybe I ate something bad the night before. I'm feeling a little movement, and, and I don't quite know what's happening, and I just want to stop. Well, guys, if we want to worship, if we want to worship God and feel God and be in the presence of God, then we are going to have to open ourselves up to the fact that the Spirit is very alive and very real and wants to move within us, not just in us personally, but throughout our congregation. And so we're going to have to open ourselves up to the Spirit moving and making us feel things. Okay, you can consider this a therapy session. I was going to get couches put out so you all could lay down and tell me exactly how you felt about it this morning, but I, I didn't have time or funds for all that. All right, but, but we just get a little afraid of it, and we, we got to, you know, kind of move past that. Now, if we dare, if we dare to let the Spirit move, because it is a choice, believe it or not, it is a choice. You have to let the Spirit in. You have to choose to let the Spirit do what the Spirit does, and if you will, it will, right? If we choose to let the Spirit move, then sincerity is key. See, we have to worship in truth, meaning that it has to be a real desire of our hearts, and not just a real desire of our hearts, but that we have to come before God with everything out on the table, being very real and very open. You all have been in some sort of relationship in your life, whether you've been married or you have friends or you have children or coworkers, whatever. If there's something in between you and that relationship, some secret, some issue, maybe you guys are having a little bit of a tiff over something, right? If there's something between you, that relationship just doesn't quite gel at that time. We all understand when I say that? Like you can kind of relate to that. And, and there's just something, there's a disconnect. 
There's a disconnect. We feel a disconnect. It's the same thing with worship. If we're holding something in, if we're hiding something from God, worship will never be what worship is supposed to be, which is that one-on-one meeting with God. Because what we are doing is we are blocking God off. We are building a wall to hold in and hold on to whatever it is that's separating us from God. Whether it's a certain sin struggle you had this week, or maybe you've just been in a bad mood all week and you haven't been treating people well, or maybe you feel like God has wronged you in some way and you're angry with him. I don't know what it may be, but whatever is keeping you between having just a real, honest experience with God, keeping you from being able to worship in truth, we need to lay that at the feet of Jesus before we start worship. See, one of the things we don't do well enough as, as Christians a lot of times, is actually prepare for worship. We come carrying all the craziness of our week and just kind of expect some sort of magic to happen and then wonder why it doesn't when we leave because we came in with the bad attitude we had all week. We came in carrying the stress that we've had all week. We came in with that fight in the back of our mind and we're not giving God everything that we possibly have. And if we want to worship in truth, then we have to be able to do that very thing. Now, here's the thing. You don't need to come prostrate before all of us. You don't need to tell me about your sin. It's kind of my job. Okay, if you're struggling with a sin, you want to speak to somebody about it, understand that I am a judgment-free zone. Okay, and if anybody in here has sinned and sinned badly, I promise you it's me. You want stories, I'll tell you, but it's going to change how you look at me probably, and so I love you. Just remember that. But I say that to say all this. There's nothing you can tell me that you've done that I probably haven't done, and nothing you can tell me that you're struggling with that I'm going to sit there and say, well, shame on you. You're going to hell, right? Like, that's not going to happen. So all I'm saying is, if you have a struggle, feel free to share it with me, but that's also not necessary. However, you must share that struggle with God. God's all-knowing. God already knows. Yes, thank you. Okay, Captain Obvious, we know that. We know that God's all-knowing. We know that he already knows your struggle. It doesn't mean that he doesn't want you to be in relationship with him and share truth with him and just be open and honest about your struggle. That's how a relationship works, okay? Not how it works so often with our wives that say, well, you should know why I'm angry, right? I'm not saying Jericho does that, but I've seen some of your other wives do that. I'm kidding. That's getting me in trouble. (laughs) Everybody shut up. I didn't say it. Uh, But true worship... Okay, true worship happens when the veil comes down and when we call on the Spirit to connect us to a very present God. To a very present God. Scripture also tells us to worship God so that we can give God His due. We worship God to give God His due. Psalm 95, 1 through 6. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands form the dry land. Come let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Now we just explained the benefit of worship for us, right? It's, it's connecting us with God. And that benefit is great. That benefit is great. It's something that we need. It's something that as Christians that we have to have. But worship truly is all about giving God his due. We don't worship without reason, right? That was one of the challenges I had for you throughout this series was to kind of come up with your mission statement of this is why I worship. This is why I personally worship. We don't worship just to do it. It's not just an action. We worship because God is worthy 
of that worship. And so we worship in order to give God his due because he is the creator of all things, because he is all-powerful and he is all-knowing, and he is a great God, a God above all other gods. And worship is about telling God that we know that and we understand that. And this verse tells us to, to sing for joy. You know, other translations of this verse come, say, uh, make a joyful noise. Some of you sing, it sounds like a cat dying on a freeway, okay? And, and so you're like, mm, I'm not going to do it. But here's the problem. Making a joyful noise is a lot less, listen to me, is a lot less about how it sounds and a lot more about where it comes from. Because if that joyful noise is coming from your heart, and that joyful noise is coming out of the love that you have for God and that you have for Christ, I got news for you, fellas and ladies. It doesn't matter how it sounds. As long as it is true, and it is joy, and it comes from the heart, I think that God wants to hear it. Too many of us worship like this because we're worried that somebody else might hear us and they might not like what they hear. Newsflash, not about the person to the right of you, not about the person to the left of you. They don't like it, they can plug their ears. Okay? But you worship God because God deserves to be worshiped. And you make a joyful noise from the joy that is overflowing out of your heart. It tells us to shout in adoration of the creator of the entire universe. Well, why would we want to do that? Because somebody may look at us. What if I shout too loud? What if they turn? You know? When Dave's back there and he's getting into it and he says, come on, anybody ever like want to respond to him? We'll do, you know? Let's make it happen, right? I look at Dave and I say, man, that guy knows how to worship. He gets into it. He gets excited. Guess what? He doesn't care. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. I look at, every time Dave shouts, it makes me happy. I smile a little bit. Thank you, Dave. Right on cue. I couldn't have wrote it better myself. Couldn't have wrote it better myself. We do this to show appreciation for our maker. And we should also do this because God is holy. Psalm 29, 96, and 99 all tell us to worship God because he is holy. We are taught that to be holy means to be separate from humanity. The Hebrew word literally means to be set apart. To be set apart. And God is set apart because there is no trace of evil in God's character. Our worship should match that holiness in that it is set apart for the Lord. See, our worship that we worship God with should be unique to God. Should be unique to God. Now, I show adoration to my wife. I try to show adoration to my wife daily. And sometimes other people in here can attest it may make them a bit uncomfortable. Uh, I like my wife. I think she's fantastic. And I think she is gorgeous. And I tell her that as often as I can. And sometimes people don't like to hear it. And I don't care. But I shouldn't be worshiping God in the same way that I show adoration to my wife. There's something about that relationship with God that is supposed to be just with me and with God. We worship God because he is like no other being in the universe. Outside of God the Son, God the Spirit. But we worship God because he is like nothing we have ever seen. And like no one else that we have a relationship with. And our worship should be set apart for him. It should be something special. 
Romans 12, 1, 2, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You see, our worship is supposed to be a sacrifice to God. And it can be holy because of what Jesus has done for us on a cross. And it's like any other sacrifice before what Jesus did on a cross because those sacrifices had to be sacrifices. Blood spilled, death happening, sacrifices. But because of what Christ did for us on a cross, we get to offer ourselves a living sacrifice. And if that is not enough to worship God over, I don't know what else is, because most of us like to be alive and enjoy breathing. Right? I hope so. If not, you need to talk to me about that before you leave. Jesus has made all this possible for us. And God made that possible by sending his son Jesus to die for us. And there doesn't need to be another reason to worship God. We worship God to give him his due. But I think that all of us could make a list. I think that every single one of us could make a list of reasons why God deserves our worship. Personally. Personally, God deserves my worship because of this. Last thing, and this is a challenge as much as anything else. When we worship, we should do so with exuberance. When we worship, we should do so with exuberance. We should mess up these chairs a little bit. We should raise the roof a little bit. I don't know if that's still a thing. You know, whoop, no, I'm just kidding. All right, worship is supposed to be a fun experience. Worship is supposed to be a fun experience. That doesn't mean that you won't experience other emotions when you worship in spirit and in truth. But worship is not supposed to be a thing that's a chore. Worship is not supposed to be a thing that you struggle through. You know, worship is not supposed to be, oh, do we have to? It's not what it's about. Worship is characterized by joy, exuberance, and volume. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, how majestic is your name? They heard me. Right? Like, get loud. Be excited. Show God that he is worthy of your worship and your praise. Psalm 102. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Psalm 47.1. Uh-oh. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. Clapping and shouting. Where do they think we are? Pentecostal? Psalm 153-6. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Now, if anybody brings a trumpet in here next week, I will slap it out of your hands. But other than that, be excited. I'm kidding. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with timbrel and dancing. Whoa-oh. Well, but we're supposed to stay in our lane. And if I get too far to the left, I may hit their shoulder, and I'm supposed to be social distancing, so I stay still to keep my six feet. I've really been practicing this for all of my life, right? We're supposed to be pumped about worshiping. We get to come and worship God. That is a privilege. So get excited and stop worrying about everyone else because it doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter what they think. I'm telling you guys, we've got to get better at it. Got to get better at it. 
Where was that? Oh, dancing! Praise him with the strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, ordered worship has its benefit. Like orderly worship, it does have its benefit. To, to have kind of an order of how you're going to do things and everybody having a job. Paul explains this in 1 Corinthians 14. But orderly and dispassionate should not be two things that come together. Right. Orderly does not mean dispassionate. And far too often they go together. Well, if I, I don't want to get too excited because what if, if I play another verse, then, well, way to go, Phil. You said let's sing it again in acapella this time, and now I'm mad. Like, orderly and dispassionate do not have to go hand in hand. Worship should be unadulterated by anything that takes away from the joy and the excitement and the exuberance that comes along with being in the presence of God. Use worship to show your appreciation of all that God has done for you and who God is. Use worship to connect with God and leave everything else behind. Dance, sing, shout, laugh, worship Him, pray to Him. Let your walls come down and let the praise go up. No better time to practice than the present. I am going to pray. And then the band is going to come up here and we are going to worship. I challenge you to get into it. And don't worry about what anybody else says. Having said that, we have a bunch of songs that are six, eight times, so they're a little bit slower. But <laughs> still, dance slow. We're slow dancing for Jesus. Okay, it's okay. That's, a t that's another t-shirt. There we go. Cross Point Fellowship, slow dancing for Jesus. All right? Okay. So, remember, order and dispassion don't go together. We can show as much passion in a slow song as we can in something that's upbeat. Let me pray. God, I come to you right now. I thank you for this day. Lord, we praise you. We praise you, and I pray that as we come to our final time of worship here today, God, that you let the walls come down and you let the praise go up and you help people to show their excitement and their appreciation for who you are. Will it make them uncomfortable? Absolutely. And I don't care. And neither do you. Will some of them not sound the greatest? Yeah, probably. But if it's truth, if it's joy that comes from their heart, it does not matter. It does not matter. Help us to dance. Help us to sing. Help us to shout. Help us to clap. Help us not to worry. Help us to clap on time. Jesus, fill our hearts with the overwhelming joy that you give us every day in life. Help us to not let life forget all those things that's supposed to overwhelm us with joy. Help us to appreciate what it is that we have and what it is that you have done for us. Help us to be leaders in the worship hall, God, that don't care about what everybody else thinks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's get it done, folks. No, we're going to play the instruments too. Oh, okay. Psalm 150 says, use the lyre. So we're going to play guitar. us folks stand with us
your grace more than my words can say Jesus I come Jesus I come in all my weaknesses you are my confidence Jesus I come Jesus, I come. I will rise, stand redeemed, heaven and open over me to your name eternally, endless glory. I will. 
done. Yours is the kingdom forever. Your will be done. Let it be done. Your will be settled in heaven. It will be done. Father, let it be done. Yours is the kingdom forever. Your will be done. Let it be done. Your will be settled in heaven. It will be this morning um, I want us to sing that chorus one more time and just when we when it gets to the part where it says with one touch I am made whole that you might reach out to him you might raise your hands to him and say God heal me make me whole again let's sing that to him by your stripes I am healed with one touch I am made whole you have spoken and I know that it is so maybe you need peace in your life in the storm you are peace and your love won't let me go you have spoken and I know that it is so we know it have spoken and I know that it is so every time he speaks you have spoken and I know that it is so it's so nice Amen. it's so nice to know that whenever the Lord speaks whether it be through his word whether it be through a sermon whether it be through a friend that just speaks truth into your life that's God's truth that um, we know it to be so we never have to doubt we never have to wonder is this the time that God is going to say something and it doesn't come true it always comes true God's word is always true and we worship him in that truth right the spirit and truth um, we're going to sing uh, one more song together this morning and uh I mean, I really encourage you to bring somebody with you next week. We're, next week's going to be all worship, no sermon, okay? So um, if you want 
if you know somebody that needs to have this experience of worship, worshiping God, like being in his presence and being with other people that are worshiping him, I, I encourage you to bring somebody next week. We're going to have some prayer time as well. Get down on our knees and just beg God um, for, for things. Um, I, I just really encourage you to bring, bring someone next week. Uh, they don't even have to know God. I just want them to, to know what it's like to be around people who know him and, and see what people that, that love him do when we get together. So um, we're going to sing one more song. I'm going to pray for our offering. We invite you to give the offering in the back of the room on your way out. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and pray for it now. Um, Lord, we worship you in many, many ways uh, through songs, uh, through prayer. Prayer is an act of worship, um, through reading your word. Uh, there are so many different things we can do to worship you. And one of those ways is to give tithes and offerings is worship. Um, and, and we do that um, as an act of sacrifice. Like Paul was talking about, we don't sacrifice animals anymore, but we give other in other ways. And, and if, if tithing wasn't difficult, it wouldn't be a sacrifice. That's, that's just the definition. Um, and so, God, we, we give to you in worship. And I, I remember just King David in the Old Testament when he says, I refuse to give anything to God that will cost me nothing. And so it costs to give our tithes. It costs to give our offerings to you every week. But that is what makes worship worship when we sacrifice to you. So Lord, I'm just blessed this gift um, as people give on the way out this morning or um, through their phones or online or whatever, that it'd be a, a worshipful act, something that we give uh, in joy um, because we know that you are good and we would love to give to you. In name I pray, amen. Let's sing one more song together.
You are exactly who he says you are. You're exactly who he says you are. Not who the world tells you you are. Not who you even may think you are. You are exactly who God tells you that you are. And that is fearfully and wonderfully made. And that is loved. And that is chosen. Don't ever, and I mean ever, forget that. Let's give God a round of applause. Um, I didn't know that I was going to do this. So forgive me. I'm going to put you on the spot, David. Would you close our service in prayer? Would you mind to do that? Can we give David a mic? I didn't know I was going to do this, but I think this is important. This is something we're probably going to start doing because, well, we need to talk to God more. So here we go. Pray with me. God, we come before you today. God, I thank you so much for today. I thank you for just allowing us to come before you, become boldly, and just worship you, God. We are so unworthy to even be in your presence, and yet you have chosen us, you have forgiven us of all the atrocities we've done, God, of all of the terrible things we did to your name, to your creation, God, but yet you have forgiven us, you've chosen us, and you, God, you choose to be with us in this moment, in every moment in our lives. God, you say we are the temple of your Holy Spirit, our very bodies, and that, that truth, God, that amazing grace that you've given us that is something that that we can never experience anywhere else except directly from you god and i thank you for that god i pray as we leave this place today that you'll be with each and every person here father you'll be with each and every person who's watching this online god and i pray that you will just bless them be with them god guide us so that we can know your will so that we can show your glory show your love that you've shown us to every person we interact with, God, and everything that we do each and every day. God, you've been, you've blessed us so much, and I thank you for it. I just pray that you will be with us and just keep us in your presence. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. See you next week for worship.